Hello, uh, and welcome to another edition of Let's Chat Sales, uh, this time with Brennan McAdams. Andy is not available this week, and so just to keep the streak alive, I am going to spend a few minutes talking one-on-one with you, and particularly with the founders in the audience. Um, but truthfully, you know, these days, anyone, given the tools and capabilities that, you know, the things that are available in the marketplace these days, anyone at any moment could start up a company. So I, as far as I'm concerned, this, uh, this conversation basically applies or could apply to just about anyone. So with that, let's get into it. Um, I rant a lot, as you know, about uh, how founders need to be able to sell, especially during the early stages of uh, a, a startup and uh, I'm not going to go into the, all the reasons that various, you know, builders, creators, founders, and other tech people, uh, people in general, avoid sales or hate sales or fear sales. <laughs> That's a chat for another day. And frankly, we all have our reasons. Plus, I think um, a lot of the reasons that, that founders need to sell that I'm going to enumerate today uh, may, in fact, help you to overcome any resistance that, you know, some of you might have to to, uh, you know, pursuing and getting into uh, sales uh, aggress- more aggressively. So with that, let's go through the list. I have, uh, I have 11 here that I've kind of uh, written down. So first of all, number one is um, if you're, you, you want to be talking to customers early. And uh, in order to do that early on, founders have to be involved. You really can't afford, in most cases, to hire a professional salesperson. And even if you did, you, you, you don't really know what kind of salesperson you need and uh, what skill set and, and uh, so forth. And frankly, they're oftentimes really rather expensive. So you, it's, you're often, you know, some one of the founders at least should be involved in sales because you want to be talking to customers early on. You want to be getting feedback early uh, while you're building. It really, ideally, before you build, you want to be talking to customers and f- to figure out what the product should have. And, and this gets you to number two. Number two is you want to get objections. You want to be hearing firsthand what customers are saying, uh, what they don't like, and what, where their resistance to adopt, adopting and buying Will, will be. You want to get those things out of the way. This will save you a tremendous amount of time and effort and energy and dis- disappointment. So, um, you know, get those objections early. And that means the founder's got to be involved um, because you want to hear those things firsthand. Uh, number three is you're learning uh, the workflow and the requirements and the existing infrastructure and any integrations that are needed and any obstacles and uh, that the customers customers might have. And so you want to, again, this is, you know, kind of related to getting objections. You want to understand firsthand what, what the requirements of that industry might be, or that, that customer, that particular customer persona. Um, Next, you want to, you know, related to that, number four is you're learning the industry language, the nomenclature, what terms and idiosyncrasies of that, of that uh, market. If you're in a vertical, this is, this is especially true if you're selling to an enterprise, enterprises B2B. Uh, but, but in general, you want to understand what that market uh, is contending with. If it's uh, your oil and gas, 
then you know pricing fluctuations can make a huge difference. If you're in healthcare, it could be regulations and and um, and uh, uh, the fact that the people that buy aren't necessarily the people that pay for the the, the solution. Uh, number five is you're learning about the customer politics, the internal dynamics that uh, that may involve that may uh, influence the selling process. And um, this is especially true, again, with enterprise sales, with B2B sales, but you want to understand what internally happens in order to make a, a sale happen and what gets in the way, what kind of politics, you know, departmental uh, rivalries, that sort of thing. Um, number six is you're developing, you know, you want to develop as a founder, those early relationships and references and referrals. And as a founder, you're in a better position to develop those relationships and those things, those relationships are going to be critically important to driving your future sales. And so the, the, as early as you can to get those relationships in place and make the references and be able to kind of articulate case studies and, and, um, and specific uh, value uh, in, in real terms. Um, as a founder, you want to be able to be the person hearing these things and, and collecting this data up front. Um, number seven is hopefully uh, this these conversations early on will allow you to make a sale. And um, as a founder, as an early stage um, uh, entrepreneur, you want customers that are paying for your product. And in order to do that, you, you want to have that happen early on. And, uh, and that, that is the ultimate confirmation that you're on the right track is when, when customers are able to, uh, will actually write a check or, or make a financial, a real financial commitment. And, uh, and that, that's an indicator that you're on the right track. Um, this uh, number eight I have is, by being involved in the sales early on, you understand what sales talent you're going to need when you do finally get uh, want to hire someone. So you will be in a position to know that I need someone that's a hunter versus a guy, you know, versus a farmer, if you will. You you'll you'll want to know that uh, as soon as possible, and this allows you to know who to look for and how to, what to recruit, what kind of person to recruit and, uh, and the like. And then on top of that, what this also enables you to do is because you've been actively out there selling as a founder, uh, you, you will have more of a pipeline and process in place. Uh, and that, if you've been able to do that as a founder, if you're able to establish a coherent sales process, and, um, and a pipeline of some early deals. So you'll have closed some deals ideally, but you'll also have other deals that are in the pipeline that you haven't closed yet. That puts you in a great position to hire someone better. Um, a good sales professional will wanna come in, you'll be able to attract a more, um, a more qualified talent if you've got a, very, a clear pipeline in place. So that person's coming in and they're not just starting from zero, number one. And also if they've got some sort of process in place, so they know, oh, these sorts of, these are the steps I have to go through. This is the material that's already placed. Um, that will be, that's a huge advantage. 
Uh, it also helps you in terms of being able to train people. So you, you having lived the sales process um, uh, all along and understand the, you know, the customers and what their objections are, that puts you in a much better position to get someone that when you do finally hire a salesperson to get them up to speed and make them productive. Um, the, the next reason is this gives you um, better sales traction. If you're a founder that has gotten good sales traction early, earlier, because you're out there, you're getting the right customers on board and so forth, puts you in a better position financially in the event that you ever want to get funding. You know, if you bootstrapped up to a certain point and you've got uh, a um, annual recurring revenue of, you know, half a million bucks, that's a much better position to be in. And that allows you a much better valuation and allows you to keep more of your company. And then uh, finally, and perhaps this is the most important reason that I can think of that a founder should sell and know how to sell. Um, and that is that a tech founder that can sell gets to stay in their job a lot longer and maybe indefinitely. And that is because as your company scales, if you get traction early and continue to get traction and grow the company, what you'll find is, uh, as a founder, is you'll spend more and more of your time in a, in a sales role. And you see that uh, all over the place with guys like uh, Zuckerberg and Musk and uh, Steve Jobs and so forth as, as ridiculously obvious examples. But these are all basically people that spend as, at least as much of their time in a sales role speaking to customers, speaking to the press, presenting in front of crowds and so forth, much more of a sales role these days than they are in, in the engineering role. They're not, none of, these, none of these folks are writing code anymore. And so that, you know, if you want to aspire to stay in the company and run it for a longer period of time, being able to sell is an incredibly effective and uh, uh, important uh, skill set. Now, those are my reasons. I think um, I'd love to hear if there are others, but um, the thing I would also stress is just because, you know, I'm in, insisting that founders need to know how to sell, it doesn't mean you need to be the world's best salesperson. You, you just need to be effective at it. And, and it's a very learnable skill and, um, uh, and, it, and it behooves you to learn how to do it because you'd be surprised how much of it is process, technique, and mindset. And, um, as such, these things are very learnable. So again, I think that's 11 reasons and I hope they're all uh, pretty compelling and, um, and uh, motivating to make you wanna uh, learn a little bit more about how to sell and get out there and do it earlier. Trust me, it will uh, serve itself really well, serve you really well. So with that, I am going to close out this episode of uh, Let's Chat Sales. Uh, we'll have uh, Andy back next uh, for the next episode. But in the meantime, um, if this is helpful and useful to folks, please feel free to share it. And um, the link is letschatsales.com and this will be episode 15. So let's chat, let's chat sales.com slash 15. All righty, thanks. <laughs>